This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Every new year, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy can also help you build on what's working by helping you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I know firsthand how helpful it can be to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Curiosities today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Curiosities. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. It's one of the most coveted substances on Earth. It's responsible for $515 million worth of one country's gross domestic product, and has been the target of several illegal operations over the years. It's completely natural and widely available, and yet its production and distribution have been controlled by a single cartel since the 1960s. This dark, viscous liquid is trafficked all over the world in barrels, and between 2011 and 2012, over 9,500 of those barrels went missing, resulting in one of the biggest heists in history. It all started hundreds of years ago, when the indigenous people of Canada's eastern woodlands harvested this substance for themselves, cooking with it and boiling it down for long-term storage. Eventually, European colonists from France arrived and found out what they were doing. They learned how to extract it for themselves and studied their preservation techniques. And unsurprisingly, they soon pushed the indigenous people out and built a whole industry around the product to make themselves rich. Then, In 1966, a group of individual producers from Quebec got together and came up with a plan. They would combine their efforts to market and sell this lucrative merchandise, thereby creating a cartel, or federation, and it would control pricing and distribution for the next 60 years. Several years ago, a single barrel cost over $1,300. That's 26 times more than the cost of a barrel of crude oil. And people paid those prices because what the cartel was selling was pure. Knockoffs were found everywhere, but couldn't compare to the experience of consuming the real thing. But a tightly controlled industry, as it often does, soon leads to the creation of a black market, a place to peddle discount product and convincing fakes when people can't or just don't want to pay full price. Around 2012, a worker for the cartel was in a storage warehouse when he noticed that something was amiss. His job was to take yearly inventory of the reserves, climbing up mountains of barrels filled with the liquid gold that kept the cartel at the top of the economic food chain. Except this time, there was something wrong. He got to the top and felt one of the barrels. It moved, but it shouldn't have. 
When filled, each barrel should have weighed over 600 pounds, but this time it weighed almost nothing. He knocked it down and listened as it let out a hollow sound upon hitting the floor. He opened it up to find it empty. So was the next barrel, and the one after that. Some were even filled with water to throw cartel employees off. Hundreds of people were brought in for questioning, and after a brief investigation, two things came to light. First, over 12% of the cartel's reserve had been stolen. And secondly, the operation had been an inside job. Whoever had taken the product had managed to get out of Quebec and into places like New Brunswick and even the United States. They'd passed it off in small batches to sellers who had no idea where it came from. So, how had the thieves done it? Well, they'd snuck the barrels out on trucks to a facility where they were drained of their precious contents and refilled with water. The water-filled barrels were then replaced in the warehouse, and the cartel had been none the wiser. Although, after some time, the thieves stopped putting water in them altogether and simply left the barrels in the warehouse. And that decision to cut corners is what brought about their downfall in the end. So the cartel got the cops involved, who managed to track down the criminals using good old-fashioned police work. They interviewed sellers, employees, and anyone else who might have had access to either the warehouse or the goods inside. In the end, 17 people were arrested. Some paid fines, while others went to jail. But what was so valuable in those barrels that people went to such lengths to steal it? It wasn't oil, and it wasn't drugs. It was one of Canada's biggest exports. Maple syrup. Canada, you see, is responsible for 75% of the global maple syrup market. So it's no surprise that certain unscrupulous parties wanted a taste of that sweet, sweet money. It's been said that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Well, that may be true, but in Canada, it's also the way to his wallet. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. When someone is tilting at windmills, it means that they're looking at a problem that's not very important. It's a common idiom that comes from the story of Don Quixote, published in the early 1600s by Miguel de Cervantes, about a so-called knight with delusions of grandeur. And in one particular scene, Don Quixote goes up against a group of windmills, which he perceives as enormous knights on the attack. But they aren't knights, they're just windmills. They aren't really a problem. Although one man did happen to tilt at actual windmills much later on, and in the process, he helped revolutionize air travel. His name was Juan de la Sierva, born in Murcia, Spain in 1895. Juan came from money and would spend his allowance on aircraft-related items. He and his friends once pooled their funds together to buy the wreckage of a crashed plane. They took the parts and managed to build a plane of their own. They even used an old wooden countertop to make the propeller. Juan went on to study civil engineering in college. It was a degree that he channeled into a project that he would eventually become known for, a safe way to fly at low speeds. He started it in 1912, developing all sorts of models with different types of motors and propeller systems. In 1919, though, he realized a rotor-based design was the way to go, and to help him achieve liftoff, he looked to windmills. Juan had been in the audience for a production of Don Quixote when the inspiration struck. As he watched the windmills turn on stage, their blades rotating on their own, it hit him. He had to use an auto-rotating rotor in his aircraft. A normal helicopter rotor would have been powered by a motor, but an auto-rotating version used the air passing around the blades to turn them, keeping the vessel in the sky. He called his creation an auto-gyro. And Juan's auto-gyro used a standard propeller for thrust, while the rotor managed lift and descent. But it was a long road to success. Early versions of the autogyro had trouble achieving liftoff, and he was forced to modify the vessel's design a number of times. But after the rotor was finalized and a special flap was installed to address a lift-related issue, he managed to get airborne. The autogyro's maiden flight took place in 1923 at Spain's Getafe Aerodrome, and it was just the beginning. He continued to develop the autogyro throughout the 1920s, even showing it off to the Air Ministry for the United Kingdom for potential use by the Royal Air Force. And they loved it. Juan moved his operations to the UK, where he founded the Sierva Autogyro Company Limited. His company made rotors, while more seasoned aircraft manufacturers made the frames that they were installed within. So what exactly was an autogyro? It was an aircraft similar to a helicopter, though the early Sierva models looked more like planes with chopper blades whirring overhead. 
As they became more advanced in the 1950s and 60s, the autogyros, or gyroplanes, were made smaller, with some only carrying one or two people. Looking at an autogyro today, one might believe it to be dangerous, maybe more dangerous than a regular plane, but not Juan. He trusted his designs implicitly. In fact, he probably should have flown one when he traveled to Amsterdam in December of 1936. On the morning of the 9th of that month, he boarded a Douglas DC-2, a large twin-engine liner able to hold 14 passengers plus crew. Visibility was low that day due to heavy fog, but at 10.30 a.m., the pilot was given the all-clear. The DC-2 took off into the nebulous gray skies, hoping things would become clearer on the other side. Yet, it never made it. Shortly after takeoff, the plane collided with a house and exploded, killing 15 of the 17 people on board, Juan included. But his legacy lives on today. Autogyros are still flown by the military and law enforcement agencies all over the world. A German couple even piloted several between 2009 and 2010 as they used them to fly around the globe. But perhaps the most well-known autogyro was made by Ken Wallace in 1961. Wallace was a former wing commander with the Royal Air Force and designed his aircraft to hold just the pilot. It was immortalized on screen in 1967 when Sean Connery jumped into the cockpit as British super spy James Bond in the film You Only Live Twice. Ron de la Sierra is responsible for 111 years of aviation history, a history that still persists today. All because one man had a problem and he decided to spend a little extra time tilting at windmills to solve it. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious.